Katya. And I'm Rin. And we're here at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism in Boston, Massachusetts. And on the internet everywhere, thanks to the power of the podcast. <laughs> and it's solstice. It's solstice. It is the shortest day. Yeah. And it's the longest night. Indeed. It is those things. It's getting pretty dark. And we're into it. Yeah. We're going to tell you all about it. Yeah. But first, we're just going to remind you that we are not doctors. We're herbalists and holistic health educators. The ideas discussed in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. No state or federal authority licenses herbalists in the U.S. So these discussions are for educational purposes only. Everybody's body is different, so the things that we're talking about may or may not apply directly to you, but they will give you some information to think about and research more. We want to remind you, one more time this year, that good health <laughs> is your own personal responsibility. The final decision in considering any course of therapy, whether discussed on the internet or prescribed by your physician, is, in fact, always yours. Yeah. This year and every year. All the time. <laughs> um, we have some shout-outs today. Yes, yes. Actually, the shout-outs today involve a story that I'm very excited about. This is a good story. Yeah. So this story comes from Tally and Amanda. And they wrote, um, Tally wrote to say, my best friend and I have discovered your podcast this year. Before this discovery, we never knew that herbal medicine was a subject that people still studied. Previously, we would just hike the hills, trying to learn the names of every plant in our paths. Thanks to your podcasts, we can now relate these plants with their uses. We're in the military, and so sometimes we're often in very different places. She and I look at our favorite herbs... Oh, she and I look at plants like we're seeing the faces of people we know. Even when we're homesick, we can find comfort in seeing our familiar friends. We make tea bags of our favorite herbs to take on adventures and stock up our our immune system with tinctures before going away. And I This made me so happy to read. Yeah. I was just like, yes. <laughs> I yes. was so excited. That that just like fills up your your like emotional reserve meter for doing the work. When it's a tough day and when you're tired and when you're like, oh, does anybody really care? <laughs> you, you get a message like this and you're like, there it is. Somebody cares. Yeah. That yeah. feels really, really good. Yeah. So thank and you. I'm, thank you, Tally, for sharing that. I'm also so excited about just the the beautiful practice that Tally and Amanda have of letting the plants connect them, even when they're in really different places and far from home and and recognizing that the plants connect us all and they connect us to the earth and it's just beautiful i yeah. feel very excited <laughs> yeah that was great well we had a couple of other um shout outs to make this week too um eclectic outposts uh weighed in on the pecan versus pecan debate you see how i had both pronouncements there there's only one pronouncement it's pecan Yes, unless it is pecan, just in case. It's pecan. Well. <laughs> also, Jennifer wrote to let us know that she guessed correctly in episode 58 when we said, wait, pause it and guess, and then it was ginger chamomile, which probably was not super shocking. Um, <laughs> but yes. And Laura from Jeans Greens, who wrote to say that she was going to make the chili cacao Malbec, and I'm very excited. I hope it turned out super delicious. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we got a review on iTunes from Bell 32 Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. That helps people find the podcast and get the word out there. Yeah. So more people can have plants in their lives. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, all right. Well, before we jump into this week's topic, uh, I just wanted to make a quick mention here for um, any new listeners or any old listeners or really any listeners All the listeners. All. Everybody. <laughs> um, if you are an herbalist, if you've already had some training and you're looking for clinical mentorship and guidance, I want to let you know that our 2019 clinical mentorship program is open to new enrollments right now. Um, we kick it off on January 7th. And um, this is a online program. Uh, we all call in uh, to a video conference call, share our cases. Is it called a call when it's a internet? Why do we? An internet video conference platform <laughs> uh, is what we're going to use. So wherever you happen to be in the country, or if you uh, don't mind being on at odd hours, yeah, perhaps, you can be anywhere in the, in the world, world. Actually, yeah, um, we we do. We are going to be meeting on the first and third Monday evenings, more or less, uh, seven to nine p.m. Eastern United States time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that will run from January seventh all the way through October. Uh, and yeah, so if you, you know, are a practicing herbalist, if you see clients or if you, uh, are beginning to do so and you want a little more support and guidance, then this is a great place to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, also if you're just looking to increase your exposure to further case studies, this is the other key thing we do with Roundtable is that in this way you get to have more, um, detailed insight into your particular case that you're bringing forward or working with right now as well as to hear what other people are dealing with and helping folks out with and how they've approached it. Mm -hmm. um, I learn something every time we have a session yeah. from the participants, and um, I think that there's a lot to be gained from having a circle like this to be a part of. So if that's something that you've been looking for or considering or didn't know you needed until this very moment, <laughs> um, then I would love for you to join. And you can get more info about that. Uh, the easiest way is really just to email me directly. So you can send that to info at commonwealthherbs.com. Just put clinical roundtable in the subject line or, I don't know, anywhere in the email. I'll read it. Oh, just it doesn't matter. <laughs> you could put George in the subject line. It wouldn't matter. We'll still read it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not up to the point of clinical mentorship yet, um, but you're thinking, you know, herbalism could be a career. It's a thing. People do it. Um, then check out our online programs. Um, we have a the our first year program. We have a, a three year clinical program, and this clinical mentorship is the third year of it. Um, the Foundations in Holistic Herbalism program is the first year of it, and our Advanced Studies program is the second year. And you can find information about um, both of those and all of our other courses at CommonwealthHerbs.com slash learn yeah yeah all right so with that said let's talk about solstice, solstice. Yeah. yeah um so it is a time what time is it it's four twenty-three p.m in the east and it's pretty dark mm -hmm. um we have a string of, actually it's a half a string of twinkle lights half the string burnt out and the other half is still on so it's that's that's the only light we have going on right now, and it's pretty nice. Um, and I had written notes next to today's topic, and here are the notes that I wrote. Um, becoming, seed time, cycles, it's okay to hibernate, our traditions, finding quiet. And I guess that's not even notes, it's just sort of like a list. <laughs> but... 
um, those are the things that I'm really thinking about at this time of year. And it's what I want to talk about. But in order to do it, I kind of need to back up a little bit and talk about Samhain. Or a lot of people refer to that time as Halloween. Um, there, uh, you know, all the tr- all traditions that have these seasons have traditions around that sort of dying time of the year when all the plants die back, um, the trees have lost their leaves, and the animals are making their preparations for winter. Hmm. And this time of year, or that that dying time of the year, is also about dying in us as humans, too. And, you know, I mean, next week we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, and that's also going to involve starting with Samhain, because the thing is that you can't bring in the new without letting the old die off. And I feel like that's a really scary prospect for humans in this time and place. Maybe not all times and places, but... For us in the here now, it's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, there's people are talking a lot in the last year or two um, about FOMO, right? So that's fear of missing out, fear of missing out. And there's been a lot of discussion about how that's highly amplified by the media environment that we live in now, where we have access not only to the tales of the rich and famous, but we also have like... Any any you know thing that your friends post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else, it's always the shiniest, prettiest, most perfect version of that person's life. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't in fact always make our tea in the lovely teapot. You know, <laughs> on the perfectly clean counter on the kitchen. And, um, and we use tea bags sometimes. We're, to- we're totally guilty of, of taking pictures of the loveliest thing and then not showing you the pile of dishes that's just around. Actually, the I have a picture of the pile of dishes that I wanted to post on Instagram. Yeah, just to be like, um, here's the pretty picture I took, and then here's the rest of the kitchen. There's been a little a yeah. little trend toward that kind of thing lately too, which I think yeah. is kind of kind of neat and kind of a response to this sort of experience, but. But yeah, it's hard to let things go because you sort of, you know, in part because of this fear of missing out or this feeling like you have to present, you have to, you know, show up or or put yourself out there in a in a in a way that's very clean and neat and orderly and attractive and all of those other things that we would all like to be all of the time but actually aren't. And as I sit here in my sweatpants with, with the <laughs> like seem kind of sketchy and my sweater with the elbow all like my socks, a big hole in it yeah my socks don't have holes in them today but that's only because she came home yesterday with like 12 new pairs of socks for me and took away all of the ones that had holes in them <laughs> and said you're not gonna wear these anymore <laughs> so like yeah i guess i guess i'm just trying to see this connection between that sort of like everything is beautiful everywhere except in my life feeling that a lot of us get from the social media landscape yeah. And that connecting to this more more general idea of not wanting to confront the dark, whether yeah. that's in your emotions or the dark time of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This, you know, it's a cycle. The dark time of year, the, it's, it's balanced by the, the height of summer. And it took me a long time to notice even that it happened. Like I, I was not in my life always as connected to nature and to cycle as I am now. Um, and in fact, I was very not connected for a lot of my life. And once I finally just noticed that it was a thing at all, um, 
the, ne- the next long time was spent learning to stop fighting it and just let it happen. But I used to really fight and I used to hold on so tightly to things. And in particular, I really mean things in me, you know, like things that maybe weren't serving me anymore, but they were habits and they were like the ways that I would respond to my world. And um, those things didn't work for me, but it was very difficult for me to let go of them. And it used to be this whole fight, like... I realized that it was the dying time of the year and that this is what was supposed to happen, but it, I didn't want it to happen. And then what I realized was that if I don't grow and change with the rhythm of the year, then I will still grow and change, but it'll be so much more painful. And even if this is uncomfortable in this dark time of the year, um, this discomfort is is in some way like appropriate. You know, um, it, like it, it's it's in sync with its cycle, and somehow that makes it feel more manageable to me. Mm. You know? Yeah, when we first got together, uh, it was it was tradition for at least a, at least a bunch of years there that um, Halloween or Samhain time was like everything is going to kind of explode, and there's going to be yeah. lots of emotional breakdowns for everybody and and then and then we're going to need some grand gesture like we're going to go to the ocean and we're going to like find some physical object to represent all the things we don't want in our lives anymore and throw it into the ocean on a stormy crashing waves day and yeah and that was really good that was really useful so you know maybe as a point of point of advice or like something we can share with you all out there in the podcast world sometimes that kind of thing is really helpful and just what you need yeah, mm-hmm. great big old rock that you can just. I remember one year, I had this big rock, and you know it was symbolically the idea of like all the stuff I was gonna let go of. <laughs> and I went to the edge of the big rocky cliff to throw it in, and like got all ready to do like a big old granny swing and to like throw it, pitch it way out there. Except somehow, like, at my I lost my grip on it. It, or I didn't lose my grip. Somehow, like, my grip was not right. And, like, it only just barely fell right in front of me and only, like, went into the water at all because it sort of tipped off the rock I was standing <laughs> on. And I was like, well, wasn't that a metaphor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's worth considering, you know. If any, And, you know, it, you were drawn to that place because that's that's a... A place in the world that has a lot of elemental and emotional resonance for you and yeah you know so so yeah if you have a a a place like that whether it's a body of water or you know a place in the forest or whatever or a fire ring that'll do it too Mm -hmm. you know yeah it can be good to to do something that physically represents what's happening mentally and emotionally for you Yeah. yeah and it's also like this is not a popular concept in our culture right now as a culture, we really value consistency. Um, and by that, what I mean is like believing that we know what things are and that we know what the story is. And even when we think about our politicians, like there's that whole idea of like somehow politically, it's worse to change your mind 
than it is to persist in something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, which to me seems very stupid, but but it's actually super common. And I think it's very cultural for us. But, you know, like, we don't know. We think we know things. <laughs> like, we think we know the score. We don't. We don't know. And for me, all of the time, from the end of October until today, like, to the solstice, is the time to just practice being in that place of not knowing and being in that place of letting parts of me that aren't working very well anymore, like old habits or or the ways that I react to the world or whatever, letting those things die off so that I can grow in new ways. And that's what solstice is for me. It's that moment of balance between the dying back of the things that aren't serving me anymore and the becoming of the new things that I'm going to be. But this is that one point of stillness, that seed time or like that moment when everything is potential. Mm. But um, it's also time to be in that stillness and just look around me and acknowledge everything that's happened this year. It's sort of in a peaceful way, not like I'm running away from it, but just like these are the things that happened and, and like these are the things that are in my broader past and they are like sort of scattered in the trail behind me, you know? Hmm. It's kind of like um, a sci-fi movie like The Matrix or something where suddenly time stops and you can just see everything hanging in midair and... You can like look all the way around it and think, wow, just look at all that. It's usually like bullets or <laughs> fire or something, but whatever. And and then like in the next moment, everything starts up again and the movie continues. You know? Yeah. Well, solstice, right? Sol, uh, sol sun, dis, distere, like to stop. Yeah. It means the, the that moment of pause when it's at its peak or at its, at its nadir in this case. Yeah. Then, yeah. And that's the thing, like in order for this to be true, in order to have this moment where we just can acknowledge that point between the sort of unbeing and the, and the becoming, you have to stop. And, and in terms of the sci-fi movie, like that's actually the magic of that kind of cinematography because that moment where it all stopped, it, it turns out like that was technology that was really hard for them to make. Yeah. To, to now lots of movies have it, but it was a big deal about the Matrix. It was the first time they'd ever had that technology. And and I think that is kind of a really appropriate analogy because the the skill of being able to stop like this is also very difficult to achieve. Mm. And our culture really clashes with the idea. Like everything is supposed to be full steam ahead and producing, producing, you know, like, all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not easy to just take even the one moment the one to just be still just to be totally still yeah but we're mammals you know every other mammal is hibern- hibernating right now and they're sleeping a lot to conserve the energy during the cold so i don't know why we think that doesn't apply to us just because we're humans you know like clients and friends and us <laughs> like <laughs> in the late fall and at the time of the holidays um we'll say like well gee i don't know what's wrong with me i should be happy i should be doing this or that but yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but like 
all I want to do is, or even just like, I have so much work to do, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, all I want to do is sleep and like things aren't perfect and there can definitely be issues that need to be addressed, but it's the crawl into a cave time of the year. Like you do just want to sleep and not necessarily because anything is wrong, even though some things are wrong. But, like, just because it is the crawl into the cave time. So, that's kind of appropriate. Um, yeah, we just, we need to have a minute to do it. Our culture doesn't make space for it. But we we need to have some time to just be still and to be in that stillness. And I keep saying that our culture this and our culture that. And in this time and place, these things are difficult. But actually, this is always been hard for humans to do it's not a mystery that the holidays you know tm are at this time of year right it's not because we all have tons of energy to make all this stuff happen and we needed something to do to use up that energy (laughs) it's because we humans were looking for ways to stay positive in the dark and in the cold these traditions go back eons they go back much further than religion Mm. and even though a lot of our current examples of these holidays are tied to religions the traditions go back much further than that because it has always been hard to stay positive in a dark time Mm -hmm. and the way that we do that is by coming together and doing things to support one another yeah Yeah. anyway well in that way i just want to give a big supportive hug to the folks who are struggling at this time of year to anyone who has lost someone or who has difficulty with family or with community or is struggling with emotional or mental pain or is just feeling the crushing and burdensome weight of difficult times and scary times and dark times and maybe just make just barely making ends meet basically like actually to everyone because you know that's that's what this time of year is about that knowing that sometimes the ends just plain don't meet they just sometimes they just don't And sometimes it is kind of miserable to get through your day. And that doesn't mean that anything's broken. I mean, the system is broken and the patriarchy is broken and capitalism kind of sucks. But there are some broken things. things. But like some days just suck. And knowing that, like being able to see the cycle that you know tomorrow there's going to be just just a moment more of sun okay well not in like a trite way like I, i'm just hearing the song from the annie soundtrack you know like tomorrow tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't mean it like that <laughs> but if we can come together and find ways to love one another and support one another and to bring whatever we do have to add to the community then together we can be strong enough to get through the darkest night and Okay, and also that it is okay to sleep. <laughs> like, we're mammals, and if you're thinking, I just want to go to sleep and wake up when it's sunny, you're not wrong. Your boss might not let you do that, but you're definitely not wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're right about it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, anyway, those are some thoughts I had about all this stuff, and I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about our traditions for solstice, too. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, so this is our, our winter holiday of choice. Uh, solstice is what the two of us feel most connected to. Mm. Um, 
you know, I think when when we were first getting together again, you were asking me what I what I was into for holidays, and I was like, oh yeah, you know. I love this conversation. The, I remember it all the time. And I, I try to follow the solstices and the equinoxes, and that's pretty much the long and the short of it. <laughs> I thought that was clever, and you did too. And then we kissed and had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was clever. <laughs> the long and the short of it, yeah. So, um, I I think a lot about the sun. Yeah. Uh, I I feel connected to it. And remember when... that time we were hiking? Yes, I remember that time. <laughs> and you? They don't need to say anything else about it. It was just like up oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were hiking on oh one of the one of the bigger one of the presidents in. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, it was one of the taller mountains in New Hampshire. Anyway, it was more than four four thousand feet. Yeah. Which, for any of y'all in the Rockies, in, I yeah. understand that's okay. not we, a tall mountain. We, but we know, we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> we were hiking up it, and you broke your toe. Yeah, on the way up. On the way yeah. up. And and also, like, we had been planning we were going to find some place to camp out, and we were going to stay overnight. And we had so, packs. Yeah, like, the, we were all set up for a couple of days. And we're going up, and I smashed my toe real good, because that's what you get when you go hiking in Vibrams, and sometimes that's just worth it. <laughs> okay but then we were like well we're not that far from this hop we'll just go up we'll come down a little bit we'll find a place to camp it'll be fine so we got up to the top amidst some complaining and whining and uh looked around and it was beautiful it was and that was that was a moment in the sun for sure it was really beautiful and it was really sunny and crystal clear yeah yeah so we enjoyed that for a little while and then we turned to go down the other side of the trail to, and uh then it started like storming and hailing and downpouring upon us. Yes. <laughs> and we realized maybe we won't actually camp out here tonight. Maybe in fact we'll go all the way back down the mountain and, <laughs> and uh, head home. And so we did. And it was getting darker and yep. darker <laughs> and you were like the sun will not abandon us. <laughs> yeah. That was my little mantra. And we made it. All the way down. And yeah. we got all the way to the car before the sunset. Yeah, one little sliver was left right there. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of amazing. Yeah. I should add like a little asterisk <laughs> to the hiking in Vibram's part because um, at some point I'm sure we'll talk about barefoot life. Mm-hmm. But um, we always, we, we do wear barefoot shoes or we just walk barefoot if it's warm enough um, or if it's not so cold that it's too cold. And... Um, that doesn't mean that we don't ever stub our toes. We both, one of us breaks a toe every year. I think we Last got, year we got we through this year without it. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. 2018, neither one of us did. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's not like we do the barefoot thing because we're so, like, whatever that we never hurt ourselves. Yeah. But just because, like, yeah, sometimes we hurt ourselves. And it's such a good indication of, like, oh, I'm tired. Like, I stub my toe, that means I'm tired, or that my muscles are tired and I need to rest. And yeah. and now we're back to solstice, because it is the time to rest. And, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, um, with winter solstice, you know, for, for our traditions, we try to emphasize the quietness and the dark time of it. Um, you had mentioned earlier we just have a few twinkle lights on right now, and yeah. we'll light up some candles in a little minute and have the latter half of our evening just by candlelight. Yeah. Um, sometimes when, sometimes we have a tree. We don't this year, but sometimes we do, and we put real candles on it, and no, it does not burn the house down. 
Um, but we do sit there the whole time um, or lay on the floor watching them. And when they get close to the end, we love to make predictions on which one will burn out first. And it's never the one that you think. No, it's amazing. It's just like a yeah. metaphor for something. No, you can go, you can measure them if you want. You'll be like, it's definitely this one. Nope. Yeah, and that's the one that always is like the last one still burning. It's mm-hmm. always so funny. Um, but yeah, we don't have a tree this year. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. So we'll just light a lot of candles. And um, we'll make tasty food together. A lot of times I make enchiladas, but... Yeah, you definitely make fiery food yeah. on this day, you know. But we uh, have kima mucha left from your birthday, and mm-hmm. I bet we're going to eat that tonight instead. I think I think we might do it. Yeah. We might. I might put some of it into a taco shell. I don't know. You can. I'm thinking about it. Or I could just make enchiladas. It, we could, have all this it stuff. could be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, spicy food, round food yeah. that looks kind of golden like the sun. Spice Oran- cake. I got some oranges for us yeah. just yesterday. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Oranges are traditional at this time of year. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, I like to listen to really old music, like really old, like Anonymous Four and performances of the work of Hildegard von Bingen. And other who was who was in addition to being, I mean, what's her resume? It goes on and on, right? But she oh, was God, an herbalist. Yes. She was a she was a healer, an herbalist, a, a physicist, medicine a, woman. She was amazing. Yeah, but I, I like that connection where we get to listen to some of her music, and then um, we actually have a copy of one of her one of her herbal texts, and yeah. that's very interesting. And um, so there's like somebody that makes this really gorgeous um, ethereal. This is probably the best word for it, yeah. kind of compositions. Susan Lincoln is a very good performer of her work. Um, and it's if you've never heard it, you should YouTube that. Yeah, and although actually, um, the oh, where are they from? There's a Nordic like folk band called Garmarna. Mm-hmm. And they have an album of Hildegard von Bingen, uh, I'd say, inspired tunes. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, we yeah. should put that on the playlist for tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, and tea, lots of tea with like ginger and cardamom and yeah. Well, today, today, uh, yeah, I wanted to make some solstice inspired tea. So this one has ginger and cardamom in it, so you get some of that nice warming mm. gingerbread family goodness going on. Yeah. Um, I put in some jagulan because that's a nice adaptogen for stamina and recovery, and that mm-hmm. feels like this kind of a day. Yeah. Um, I put in some goldenrod. For the sunshininess of it, <laughs> and uh, also a bit of angelica seed, because that's a delightful treat. Mm-hmm. That's some of our Icelandic angelica seed from our friend Anna Rosa. Yeah, and, that's really uh, special. Oh, and solstice wort, which you guys might know as St. John's wort. And orange peel. A little bit of orange peel. Yeah, yeah. bright and sunny. It is. This is a wicked good tea. When we drink all of it, I want to make it again. Yeah. It's really, really that good. seems good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you might have other uh, herbal friends that remind you of sunny days. I know a lot of people think about lemon balm when they think about, you know, liquid sun. Mm. Lemon balm is pretty great for that. Dandelion flower. Oh, yeah. Infused in honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's what we do. And other than that, we just be quiet together and still. And we make our whole home an environment where we can just be introspective and that's okay and we can be quiet and that's okay and where we can also hibernate a little and that's okay and just that there's this one moment in the year when we're not busy you know like 
I was busy yesterday and I'll be busy tomorrow. But today is just that, just that moment in the movie where everything stops and you spin around and see the whole picture. And we try as much as we can to just let our house be filled with that. Mm. Yeah. So we wish that for you as well. Hopefully today if you can, but if not, then find some time in this week. Even if it's just for an hour or two. Yeah, it doesn't if you if your life is too busy or you have young children or a lot of family obligations or whatever, like then do it for ten minutes. Do it for an hour. Hmm. Um just go to bed a little bit early and you know, any way that you can get that quiet. And if you like even that, like for some people's lives, even that won't fit in because for some people like crazy busy but then at least to just know that like as you're commuting or as you're whatever to just say well yeah it's dark and if I don't love it that's all right humans have always kind of not loved the dark time you Mm. know like I can be okay with that like even just the mindset yeah yeah all right well those are our solstice thoughts We hope that they were soothing. Maybe some of you fell asleep a little bit out there. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We encourage that this time of year. Yeah. Um, We'll be back next week. Next week. With some exciting thoughts around New Year's and resolutions and who do we want to be in the world. Yeah. I've been spending some time thinking about that. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. So um, if you have thoughts on that and you'd like to share those with us even before we start, then go ahead and send those to us over the next week. Um, Again, if you want to enroll in Clinical Roundtable for 2019, send an email over to info at com, and we'll get you going. And if you are listening to this when it comes out, then uh, the coupon code WELOVEYOU will work until midnight tonight to still get you 25% off any of our online courses. Yeah. So, so hop right on that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll be back next time. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.